Hello? Hello? Are you gonna give me what I want and give me a Miley Cyrus episode today, Garrett? I'm gonna give you exactly what you want. Give me what I want or I'll give it to myself. Exactly. And that's the anthem of the day, guys. We are here to officially give you a proper album review of Miley. Now, I know the first episode ever of EFBF was Miley's Endless Summer Vacation album review, but that was honestly a test run. That was our first ever episode, first ever album review, and that album came out like a week prior. So it was a lot, it was a lot of new for us. So we wanted to give Miley her full flowers. Everyone knows we're obsessed with Miley. We speak about her every single episode. So we know that you guys know that we love her, but Plastic Hearts holds a special place in me and Chloe's hearts. It might have something to do with some future episodes, but I don't want to give too much away. However, this week we are deep diving into Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts. Chloe, tell me all of your thoughts, feelings, emotions about this beautiful masterpiece of an album. Well, obviously, I love this one. I love all Miley music in general, but this album really just like, it hits different. It's good for when you're feeling kind of mad and kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little feisty. She's a little edgy on this one, a little bit snappy, and I love it. She really is. She lives on the edge on this one. She gives her rock era. She's grungy. She's punk. She's everything. And I'm really excited to deep dive into this because it's really different from Endless Summer Vacation. So we're really flipping the switch on MC's style here, and I cannot wait to get into the lyrics and tell our besties all about Plastic Hearts. Me too, because some of my favorite Miley songs are definitely from this album. So we've already given a little bit of like base info on Miley Cyrus on some other episodes. So without further ado, should we just jump right into the album this time, Garrett? I think we should. And I want to start off with the first track, The Banger, What the Fuck Do I Know? Now this track is a fucking banger. And what a way to start this album. Chloe, tell me what are your thoughts, opinions about WTF, Do I Know? I love this one. This is one that I definitely sing to myself in my head as a personal anthem a lot of the time. And I'm always just like, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. But I love how she starts it off on this one. She gets really amped up on this one, which I like, because right off the bat, we're getting a lot of really good energy. But she's also saying some really intense truths in this song like maybe getting married just to cause a distraction like all different kinds of things so what are your thoughts what are your favorite lyrics tell me a little bit about WTF I love this song I love the way she sings it in particular she kind of like speaks it she's like I'm not trying to have another conversation it's very early 2000s you can tell she had a lot of influence on this album she picked a lot of different references throughout but this one in particular really does dig into the punk rock feel in my opinion especially in the chorus she at some points is yelling so she starts off with saying i'm not trying to have another conversation probably not gonna want to play me on your station pouring out a bottle full of my frustration here to tell you something that you don't know Right there, she's spitting bars. I love this song, and this is a good one to sing along with, especially once you know the lyrics. It's a good one to just fully let yourself go and yell the lyrics, like get into it fully, you know? Yeah, I would say, we've said this before, I would say this is a really good riding around in your car with the windows down kind of anthem. Absolutely. This whole album, really. Jamming in the car with this whole album. But Chloe, what are your favorite lyrics from the song? I'm completely naked, but I'm making it fashion because uh, yeah. I think about that all the time and I'm always singing that song, that part of the song to myself. I'm the type to drive a pickup through your mansion. That lyric always just makes me think of Miley every single time and like picture her personality. And all in all, it's just like, it's fun. 
I think this album is like a perfect bridge between old Miley, you could say, and like the Miley that we're getting right now. And this is like the bridge of her used to be young sort of phase. Like she's getting out of the super, super crazy phase. She's a rock and roll girl now, but then she's gonna, she's like about to grow up a lot and change all over again. So I completely agree. This is just the beginning. I love it. One of my favorite lyrics in particular is in the second verse. She says, put you on a pedestal. You're craving the spotlight. Desperate for attention. Nose is bloody. It's daylight. Waking up with people that we met for the first time. Loved it. Then I hated it. And I let you go. Which right there feels very personal. That right there has a little bit of sprinkle of truth in it, allegedly, in my personal opinion. But I think it's interesting this whole mood that she's creating with like, yeah, like you're into something together, like you're going out, having fun, you might even take someone home, and it's fun in the moment when you're maybe on drugs, alcohol, who knows, and then you wake up, and everyone knows like the morning after you go out or something, and imagine waking up with someone in your bed with your significant other that you're like, what the hell? And then your significant other's like, oh yeah, that was so much fun, like, let me walk you out, let's do it again, and you're like, two different vibes, like, I just could not imagine that. So that's what I get from that whole verse. But it's just T and this whole song. Miley sounds angry, but not like in like she wants to fight. She's just like pissed off. Here, I'll tell you what you want to know. You know? True. I love it. I think it's a fun way to start this album. And it really gets you into the style that she's going to be continuing with throughout the album. And that takes us perfectly to the second song on the album which is also the namesake of the album, Plastic Hearts. Garrett, this is a really unique Miley song, in my opinion. Let's, what do you, go ahead and tell me, like, your thoughts about it right off the bat. So this song automatically takes me to, like, a different time period. Like, I don't know why, but it takes me to, like, I don't know, it gives me, like, Beverly Hills a little bit, but, like, in like the 90s maybe or something like I don't know I can't really put my finger on it but it's an upbeat song but like you said it's unique I've never heard anything like it and she really the way she sings it is really fun it's upbeat and like I've been California dreaming Mm -hmm. I don't know it's really cute it's fun and I'm always a sucker for the title track of an album like plastic cards every time she says it I'm like oh wait I, I love it I think that's really fun so this song's really cute it's fun and I want to know your opinion on it, Miss Clear. I feel like this song gives me like a breezy like 80s summer day or like breezy 70s summers day. And it's like really sunny and hot and people are being wild, probably doing drugs, like all the good stuff. And I don't know, some of my favorite parts like frightened by my own reflection, desperate for a new connection, pull you in, but don't you get too close. Love you now, but not tomorrow. Wrong to steal, but not to borrow. Pull you in, but don't you get too close. I love it. I think it's so good. Um, This is one that I listen to a lot. Like, I just never really skip it because it's just always kind of a good time. You know what I mean? Like, it's always just a fun one to, to jam to. It's a fun one to jam to, and I feel like every time I listen to this, I pick up something new about it. Like, I know the song, but, like, it just has these little hidden little quirks about it that I really love. And one thing I love about the song is the lyrics in particular. This song is very strong with the lyrics. One lyric in particular that stands out to me is, I can be whoever you want me to be. Love me now, but not tomorrow. Fill me up, but leave me hollow. Pull me in, but don't you get too close. I love fill me up, but leave me hollow. Because everyone knows that feeling of like, you like rely on someone to like give you all this energy, like you rely on them, like you are waiting for this moment. So. It's like all this adrenaline, but then after, leave me hollow. Like, you actually have taken stuff from me and have left me less than. Every time I read lyrics, they say things that I've never been able to put into words, but everyone knows that feeling. Fill me up, but leave me hollow. Pull me in, but don't you get too close. So good. I love this song, and I really think the lyrics is what makes this song stand out to me. Me too. I love the lyrics, but I also really love the music. And this song gives me like a similar feeling to Island from Endless Summer Vacation because I think it's something in the drums. There's like a very summery 
drum situation going on here. So I totally agree that Island and Plastic Hearts really do go into the same category of a song. And one of my favorite things about Plastic Hearts in particular is the ending, the bridge, the way she ends the song. And it's really simple, but it's really telling to me in the lyrics. She says, I just want to feel, I just want to feel something, but I keep feeling nothing all night long. Like, God, <laughs> like, that's a lot. That's, mm. I just want to feel something. I am numb. Like, I'm saying all this fun stuff that we've done. She's reflecting. She's talking about California. She's talking about summer, plastic hearts, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, she just wants to feel something because she feels nothing all night long. And we all know the feeling of being at home at night, especially when you're by yourself. It's dark out. Everyone's asleep. You're by yourself. And that's the time where you're really feeling shit. So I just had to touch on that lyric because that really, every time I hear it when she ends with this, I'm like, this song's so positive and fun, but if you really look at it, especially towards the end, what is she really trying to say, Miss MC? Because I see you. We see each other. We good. Oh, we good. <laughs> I totally agree. I love the way, oh, I just want to feel, I just want to feel something, but I keep feeling nothing all night long. long. She's so hot. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so moving on, things are going to take, like, in my opinion, kind of like a sadder shift here. We're going to move on to track number three, which is Angels Like You. Maybe it's just because she says the word poetry, like, almost immediately once the song starts, but this one really has, like, a poetic feeling to me, the way that the lyrics are written the way that it kind of just seems to like weave through the song like slowly. What are your thoughts? This song, uh, it's so good. Like, dude, she really spits some lyrics here. Like Chloe said, it's more of the slower, sad vibes, but like this might be one of the songs where you hear all of the lyrics because she really did the damn thing with the lyrics. So she starts off with flowers in hand, waiting for me, Every word in poetry won't call me by name, only baby. The more that you give, the less that I need. Opening up the song with won't call me by name, only baby. If you've been in a relationship, you know. Like, it's always weird when you hear your partner call you by your real name. Like, Ugh, Chloe Garside. Or like, Chloe. Like, it's just like weird. So, when you get to that comfort level, and she's just setting the scene. Like, we're at the level where he's only calling me baby. It's really telling just right off the bat, you know? I also think that this is one of those Miley songs that really makes me realize that Miley and Noah are sisters. Because this one, something about this song reminds me of Noah's lyric style and music style a little bit. It's still different for sure, but I don't know. Just something about it gives me a little bit like... Noah vibes maybe it's the part where she says everyone says I look happy you know like I don't know something about that just reminds me of Noah but this is another one where she also kind of yells the lyrics that part of the song which I really love because I feel like you feel the music so much more and I can feel that she's like really singing with a lot of emotion I agree she is singing with a lot of emotion and during this time she was about to go through a a divorce which is very sad but I think it just puts it in perspective that this could be very personal and she could be like spitting truth to it so one lyric I want to point out is I'll put you down slow love you goodbye before you let go just one more time take off your clothes pretend that it's fine a little more hurt won't kill you tonight my mom says you don't look happy close your eyes. I know that you're wrong for me. That right there is so sad. That whole thing that I just read is so, so sad. Before you let go, just one more time. Everyone knows if you're in a relationship that you know is about to end and it could be the last time you kiss, hug, do anything with this person, just do it one more time so you can have that memory with them. And that's mm -hmm. so sad to me. And then take off your clothes, pretend that it's fine. Like, let's just have some sex, pretend that everything's fine to make to cover up all of the patches in the relationship, just want to hold on to what you remember that you once had. Because it's sad. Because I know everyone, even if a relationship's about to end, you can always be like, why is it not like it used to be? 
We used to be perfect. Yeah. We used to get into this relationship. Why is it not like that? So I think she's really touching on this here, especially with a little more hurt won't kill you tonight. If your mm-hmm. partner is saying that to you, that's some messed up gaslighting stuff right there. A little more hurt won't kill you tonight. Like you can take a little bit more hurting. Like I can hurt you a little bit more. That's just really deep. And then she brings Tish into it. I know. Tish, Tish saying you don't look happy to Miley really breaks my heart. And when she brings Tish into it, she's also saying earlier in the song, she says, everyone says you look happy. And now she's saying, my mom says you don't look happy, which means like everyone else thinks she's doing great when that's when her mom looks at her and knows she's like really hitting her rock bottom. But like her real people can actually tell what's going on. Deep. Uh, I love it. I love this song. Dude, it's so good. And then she says, Gonna wish you never met me on the day I leave. I brought you down to your knees. Because they say that misery loves company. Oh. Bitch, what? She says, no, I'm not just gonna leave. I'm gonna make you hurt. Like, you hurt me. Because guess what? Misery loves company. And I'm gonna take you down with me. So, I mean, it End really... story. It really goes through a roller coaster of emotions to me. I love it. It's a great song. And it's really different from the rest, you know? Yes, and now I think we should talk about the next song because this is the first feature song on the album. And honestly, Miley doesn't do features too often. So tell us about it. Tell us who she's featuring. Tell us if you love it. Tell us everything, Garrett. Okay, so track number four, Prisoner, featuring Dua Lipa, was highly anticipated by all the fans because for years, they have recorded multiple songs together, but they never got released. So we've been waiting for it, and we finally got this. We got a music video for it. It was the second single off of the album, and it's a really cute song. I was really looking forward to this. I remember watching the premiere countdown with Jared at his apartment, waiting to watch this music video. And... It's a cute song. It's not my favorite by any means, but it's a really cute pop girly track. So they start off with prisoner, prisoner, locked up, can't get you off my mind. Lord knows I tried a million times. Why can't you, why can't you just let me go? So right there, they feel like a prisoner in their brain because they just cannot stop thinking about this person. I think it's a really interesting concept, but I want to hear what you think about the lyrics and the overall feel of the song. So I think that Dua Lipa was honestly a really good option for someone to feature on a Miley Cyrus album. Like, I think that their voices complement each other nicely without, like, Dua certainly doesn't take anything away from Miley. So I think that that was a good combination. However, like, I do think that this song could have been just as strong if Miley sang it by herself. But that's also maybe because I'm biased and I love Miley so much. But I want to talk about the lyrics strung out on a feeling. My hands are tied. Your face on my ceiling. I fantasize. Oh, I can't control it. Um, I just love it because like when you're obsessing over someone, like you just literally can't stop thinking about someone to the point where it's not even fun. It's like, oh my God, like I'm obsessing. Like this is not cute. I'm getting to a crazy level. But this song is definitely one of the most popular off of the album that I hear on, like, you know, like, store playlists and, like, radio and stuff like that. So this one, I think, is probably one of the songs that you would know, even if you haven't gone through and listened to this whole album. You've probably heard this once or twice. I definitely like it. It's not my favorite off of the whole album, but it's definitely very catchy and fun and easy to sing along to and easy to, like, jam to. I agree. I 100% agree. I think this song is cute. But I think that leads us perfectly into track number five, Give Me What I Want, or I'll Give It to My Damn Self. Chloe, what is your opinion on this song? The song is, like, so sexy. It makes me think of the 80s, black, pleather, sexy, hairspray. It gives me, like, American Horror Story vibes, even. Not, like, in a way that it's scary, but just, like, I could see this in the background of a sexy scene of American Horror Story or something. But she's talking about, like, it's midnight and the moon is out. Careful, you might hurt yourself because pleasure leads to pain. To me, they're both the same. Sweat dripping down to the floor. Bite marks like an animal. You might be insane, but maybe we're the same. 
because tonight you came here because you know what I need and no one likes to be alone. I love how part of the whole like main point of this song is just about no one likes to be alone. So just give me what I want or I'll give it to myself. I live. I love it. I think this song's very unique, especially with the way that she sings it. I'm about to go into the chorus, but she says, and I'm going to kind of sing it the way she sings it so you can get the vibe. She says, I don't need a future. I don't need your past. I just need a lover. So give me what I want or I'll give it to myself. Right? So like, it's really fun. It's quirky. And right there, what I just sang is super like funny. Like, I don't want your future. I don't need your past. I just need a lover. Like, give me what I want or bitch, I'll go home and give it to my damn self. Like, that's iconic if you really think about it. Like, this is camp. I really live. Like, I will say this song isn't one of my tops, but it should be. Like, I kind of sleep on it in various ways because there's so many strong, strong songs on this album. But it's cute. And when I get into it, I get into it. Don't be sleeping on my girl Miley now. Don't be sleeping on her. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. But, I mean, honestly, that's kind of all I have to say about this one. Because, like I said, this is one of the more repetitive songs. It is more like a radio song, a dancing song. So, should we go ahead and move on to track number six? I think we should because we get the second feature of the album, which is really exciting. Chloe, tell me all about track number six. So, track number six... Speaking of the 80s, we've got Night Crawling featuring Billy Idol, and right off the bat, they just go for it. I really think the best part of this song is that she was able to get Billy Idol to feature on one of her tracks. Like, that's such a flex, in my opinion. And above anything, it just added to the whole aesthetic of the album, giving 80s punk rock, like, if you know, you know, Billy Idol, like iconic. So super fun, super dark. And I love hearing her with different generations because she can really do anything. Me too. I think that this collab was so fun. I was like shocked whenever I heard some of the collabs that she was going to be doing, but like shocked and excited. And I also feel like some of these collabs are people where if it were another artist, I'd be a little nervous. I'd be like, oh gosh, like this is a lot of pressure. But with Miley, it would be the same as with like Lady Gaga. I just wouldn't even worry about it because I know it's going to come out perfect and that Miley doesn't do things with room for error and mistakes. I have something that I have to say that's so weird about this song and I don't know if it's going to make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I think of every time I listen to this song is one of those cheesy scenes in like a movie or a TV show when someone's turning into a werewolf. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, it does get that vibe. So I can very much see that whole aesthetic. I don't know why, but I just see like night crawling, sky, sky falling. falling. And it's just like this person out there like alone, like trying to run away down the alley to get to privacy before he changes into a werewolf. I mean, I can totally see that it really does give me nighttime, like, grunge, like, night crawling, sky falling, gotta listen when the devil's calling, can't shake it, I'll taste it, when it's yelling out my name, I chase it. So right there, it's really, like, dark, it gives me, like, nighttime vibes for sure. Yes, and I love the way that, I mean, I really like Billy Idol anyways, but I love the way that he sings it and how in certain parts of the songs he's, like slow talking almost a little bit like uh, everything about it I just think it's great and I just like I also love thinking about the music that Billy Idol came out with in the back in the day and then picturing him in 2020 something being approached by Miley Cyrus and being like yeah I'll do that that sounds good that's iconic I love I love when they start like screaming with each other like come on come on it's like Miley really gets into like the screaming era here. Like once you know this album, you can play it and like scream, sing. Like it's a really fun album to learn and like play along with, you know? Yes, which I love because that's part of the thing. Like sometimes you just need an album to listen to in the car when you're pissed off and you need to scream a little bit. And this is it. This is the one. Exactly. Now, I cannot wait a single second longer to get to the next song because We've talked about it before on EFBF a couple weeks ago, but this song means a lot to me and Chloe. Midnight Sky 
Uh, what a song. Now, if you listen to our Just Chilling in Grand Rapids episode, you will know that me and Chloe listened to the song for the first time on the way back from Grand Rapids, and it was truly an iconic moment in time, and I truly will think about that until the day I die. But Chloe, introduce this track with some lyrics. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions? What really makes this song stand out to you? Oh my gosh, how do I even introduce a track like this? Okay, so first of all, the music, I'm talking just the instrumental in the background, so sexy, so cool, so different, and it's one of those songs that I think will forever be one of those things where, like, you hear that intro and you know it's about to be a good fucking time. Yeah. Like, this will be forever something like if i hear this and there's like a dance floor at wherever i'm at i'm running there exactly as fast as i can exactly um first things first when it comes to lyrics this is one of my favorite songs on the whole album and starting off strong yeah it's been a long night and the mirror is telling me to go home yeah but it's been a long time since i felt this good on my own yeah a lot of years went by with my hands tied up in your ropes. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And ever. Yeah. No more. No fucking more, bitch. <laughs> that right there. I mean, thank God she put this as the lead single, Chloe. Like, this shit is a masterpiece, babes. Like, I don't know how she came up with those lyrics she just read. It's too good. And then she gets even better because she goes, I was born to run. I don't belong to anyone. Oh, no. I don't need to be loved by you. Oof. There's fire in my lungs. Can't bite the devil on my tongue. Oh, no. I don't need to be loved by you. See my lips on her mouth. Everybody's talking now, baby. Ooh, you know it's true. Yes, yeah. you do. That I was born to run because I don't belong to anyone. Oh, no. And then I'm going to skip forward a little bit here. She got her hair pulled back because the sweat's dripping off of her face. Uh, her face yeah said it ain't so bad if i want to make a couple mistakes yeah because you should know by now that i never stay put in one place forever and ever no, no more, more. Uh, okay well i don't need to talk the whole song through and just speak all the lyrics but i should because they're so good it was so good like i was born to run i don't belong to anyone like as she's writing this while she's married. I just can't with that. That right there is so iconic, first of all. <laughs> but second of all, like, I love the empowerment of this song. Like, she's really like, I don't need anyone. Even if you're in a relationship, you can take this with, like, I can be in a relationship, but I can still be independent, still love myself, can still be an independent woman. But, God, dang, like, it's so good. Like, it gives me, like, a night out, especially the first verse saying, like, it's been a long night and the mirror's telling me to go home. We've all had that night where we're, in the bathroom finally in silence and you're staring at yourself and you're like what the hell are you doing like you need to get your ass home right now what the hell like go home like you're embarrassing yourself so it's really real i think and i'm sure a lot of this comes from real life experiences because mc writes her own music of course so i just love these lyrics like chloe said like Everything about it is so good. And this will be one of the songs that I show my kids. But I love it because also she changes up like he and her throughout the lyrics. And she speaks about that in her Call Her Daddy interview. So she's very conscious about it. And she also wanted to kind of switch up the standard pop song and like change how the usual like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, board, like all that stuff. So she added a little bit of spin in there and... What a way to introduce this album and put this as the lead single. Like, damn, so good. Oh, so good. And it's definitely going to be one of my favorite Miley songs forever. I almost feel like in 20 years she could go back and take these lyrics and just, like, do a new spin on this. And this could be, like, one of her classics that she's going and remastering later on because it's just so good. The music video is amazing like everything about it is just 10 out of 10. it's so good and she actually samples edge of 17 by stevie nicks in the song which is chef's kiss we love stevie nicks but then she also released a remix with stevie nicks 
including some of Edge of 17. So that's on the deluxe version, I believe, but super iconic. And I mean, if you haven't heard this song by now, guys, like pause the podcast and please do yourself a favor and listen to this song. You will not regret it. But as much as I love this song, I have to move on to track number eight, Hi, because me and Chloe actually did a live listening party for this album when it first came out. I believe it was in November, and we were on her back patio listening to the song Freezing Cold at like midnight. It was like two o'clock in the morning, and I remember listening to the song and bawling my eyes out because multiple reasons, but we just were waiting for this album for so long. So we were all anticipating it. And then when I heard the song, it just is so sad, but so good. And it's really everything. It switches the vibe completely from Midnight Sky and takes you right back into like the Angels Like You vibe. But Chloe, what are your thoughts and opinions before we get into it? This song is definitely one that I would gravitate towards anytime I'm like in my feels because it definitely like, it's very relatable, like you said, and it's just, it's a little bit slower than everything else on the album. This one's almost got a more acoustic feel to it. And so I really enjoy just sitting back and listening to this one. And I feel like I can really relate. Like sometimes I get a little too hurt, got my mind going places that I not want to go. You know, I definitely can understand that. Sometimes I get a little too low and I can't see myself through the fire and smoke. Damn. And you are like a neon light shining through a door that I can't keep closed. Damn. God. And you, like a rolling stone, always building cities on the hearts that you broke. Yeah. (sighs) This is giving me very much Noah, in my opinion. I can definitely see Noah here. Ah, oh my God. And this part gets me every single time when I'm listening to it. And in my head, I did my very best saying goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, she hit it. She sure did. Live. And I don't miss you, but I think of you and don't know why. I still feel high. It's so good. She fucking says... I don't miss you, but I think of you and don't know why I still feel high. Bitch, what was she smoking when she wrote that shit? This <laughs> song is pure heroin. It's crack. It's like, who hurt you so bad to go through this? Like, what? And then she freaking says, sometimes I stay up all night because you don't ever talk to me in my dreams. And I was like, fuck. Like, what? Not even in your dreams, bro. Well, the one time you're supposed to escape from your life, I still see you, and it's fucking worse than being alive because you won't even speak to me. Like, <sighs> even in the dreams where I can control it, it's my fucking conscious. You won't speak to me. Like, that's that's some pain right there. It's just so good. I don't know. It's just, like, so good, and one of my favorite Molly songs of all time. Definitely, definitely. And also... I feel like this was one of the Miley songs that I wasn't expecting and like I didn't know I needed it until I got it. Yeah. Like I I never could have come up with this and been like this is something Miley would sing and it would be amazing. But like it's perfect and it gives me almost like not in the way that it sounds but just the sort of feeling that I get from it gives me almost like like an old western vibe or like something like I feel like I'm out in a desert like I'm being dried out with without the love that I want yeah there's not a lot of instrumentals in there and it's really raw and she really focuses on the lyrics as she should with this song but I really think this is like a one listen and you understand and the vocals bitch she was hitting the vocals and it's so good I really want to hear this song live one day like I would boo, boo hoo cry. Miley sings to me. I would too, and I just want to say, like, I'm ready to go into the next song on the on the album because this one and the next song are like neck and neck with me for how good they are, and they they're really good. Like, I like to listen to one and then flow into the other. So next, we're gonna go into Hate Me, and I love this one just as much as High. I feel like she put just as much 
feeling and emotion and to hate me. And sometimes this one just makes me freaking cry. Oh my goodness. Okay, I have to get into this. I need you to tell me all about it because Hate Me is probably my least listened to track off of this whole album. So tell me all of your thoughts, opinions, and make me love it just as much as you do. Okay, this one is definitely one that I have to listen to once I'm already like deep into my feels. And this could just be the one that like pushes you over the edge into tears. You know okay, what I mean? Good to know. <laughs> so she starts off by saying, go ahead. You can say it's my fault. If it still hurts at all, I thought one of these days you might call when you were feeling small, drowning in my thoughts, staring at the clock, and I know I'm not on your mind. So that's oh. one of the main parts that really makes me sad is that one line right there, staring at the clock, drowning in my thoughts, and I know that I'm <laughs> not on your mind right now. Yeah, like that's actually really sad. Doesn't matter what time it is, I know you're not thinking about me. I know I don't mean anything to you to even cross your mind. And I feel like everyone has that person where you kind of like think like, oh, it's going to fade off. But I mean, we're going to talk again. Like they're going to have to want to talk to me or call me at least one more time to like end things, right? Or just like, they might need me, but you literally never hear from them again. Like, like stab me, twist it and pull it out. Like that's painful. Just as a little side note right now, there's someone walking a little French bulldog outside my window and it's like the chunkiest, softest looking little piggy. So right there, like staring at the clock and I know I'm not on your mind. I'm already like so close to tears at that point because I'm like, fuck, I know exactly how that feels. And then she says, I wonder what would happen if I die. I hope all of my friends get drunk and high. Would it be too hard to say goodbye? I hope that it's enough to make you cry. Maybe that day you won't hate me. Damn. I don't know. I don't know how you could listen to this and not cry. Literally, this song is one of my favorites on the freaking album. And I just have to say, I'll try to do it quick. But she's not just saying this. She's not just singing it. She's like basically screaming it. And she's saying, I wonder what would happen if I die. <laughs> like she's yeah. so... Like, it's, it's very intense. And she goes on to say, go ahead, you can say that I've changed. Just say it to my face. One drink and I'm back to that place. The memories won't fade. And now she's back to drowning in her thoughts because she's not on his mind or their mind. I think it's so good. This one really freaking gets me. And it just makes me... When she says, like, I wonder what would happen if I die. I hope all my friends get drunk and high. I just think about, like, everyone that I love at my funeral being sad. And then I'm like, <laughs> boo-hooing. I would want it to be, like, a party. But also, I'd want everyone to be pretty sad. No, of course. Like, you've got to be sad. And I'd be like, maybe, maybe this day you won't hate me, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's deep. This is a, It's a really good song. Like I said, it's not one of my most listened to, but... Going through it, my favorite part of this whole song is her saying, and the way she sings it in particular, drowning in my thoughts, staring at the clock, and I know I'm not on your mind. And then she goes in, I wanna So it's really cute, it flows into each other, and it really does lead into the best song off the album. Now, before we get into it, track number 10, let me just say this. I was waiting for this song three years prior because, little backstory, when Miley Cyrus went to the Met Gala for the camp theme, she was in the bus going to the Met Gala and she was playing this song off of her phone, dancing to it in the back of the van right beside her husband at the time. And once we get to the song, you're gonna be like, oh, wait, what? So the song's very catchy. And as soon as you guys hear it and like know the vibe, you're like, wait, that's why it's stuck into your mind. Cause it's very identifiable and very unique. So I was waiting for this song for literally three years. And then we finally got it guys. And it did not disappoint. Me and Chloe are actually obsessed with this song. And I'm gonna let you take over and introduce it and tell me all about it. Okay, so first of all, this is Bad Karma featuring Joan Mother freaking Jet. Yeah. Okay. This is the one and only Joan Jet. 
Cherry bomb, Joan Jet. I love rock and roll, Joan Jet. Yeah. Okay. We're talking freaking part of the Runaways, Joan Jet. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that woman. And when I, there are very few songs in my repertoire that are literally hot, wet, sticky, sultry sex. And this is one of them. This is one of them, Chloe. This is, if we're at a bar and this song came on, I would black out. I would go back to the 80s in full leather, like greasy sweat, like the grunt, like the, I would be nasty. Like this song makes me nasty, sick. Like I want to be in a pit, (laughs) bitch. Like give me. It's the same level as Stargirl Interlude by Lana Del Rey. Like this is like to that level. I mean, what do we expect when these two icons come together? You know? Like, I mean, what do we expect? But they... I expect it to be amazing, and they surely delivered. And not only was it Miley Cyrus and Joan Jett, guess who produced the song? Oh, um... Schmark Schmonson? Yeah! Motherfucking Mark Ronson produced this damn song. And if you don't know Mark Ronson, yes, you do. Stop acting brand new. He produced literally all your favorite songs. They tried to make me go to rehab and I said no. No, no, no. no. Okay, so moving on. You guys know Mark Ronson. <laughs> you know Mark Ronson, you know Miley, and you know You've John seen his Jet. work. <laughs> so they opened this damn song. With, like, honestly, the most iconic way I could ever think. They say, uh, 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 like, what the hell are you talking about? They said, no, you think I'm just ignoring you and just, like, ghosting you? No, I'm a liar. I'm a motherfucking you liar. You think I'm ghosting, but the truth is I'm a liar. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> And then they say, I sell, I sell you, you what I tell what? you, but you ain't a fucking buyer. You thinking that I'm sleeping when I'm creeping in the night. They say it's bad karma when you live a double life. I feel like Miley has a notebook of like, oh, this is a good lyric. This is a good lyric. Oh, oh, that's really good. And she really put all of it into this song. Like She put her full. She put her full puss into this. That's what she put. That's what she put, her puss. (laughs) And then they go into the chorus and they say... They say it's bad karma being such a heartbreaker. I've always picked a giver cause I've always been the taker. I'd rather just do it and I'll think about it later. Uh Uh-uh. Kiss me bad karma. Uh. My favorite line from the whole song is I've always picked a giver cause I've always been a taker. Same. Like, bitch, what? Truer words have never been sung. Like, this is a masterpiece. I have, like, nothing to say because you just heard what she wrote. Like, there's nothing to say, critique. Like, either you get it or you don't. Like, it's, like, I, Chloe, don't you think, like, I've shown, literally, if I've met you, I've shown you the song, and people either get it or they don't. And that's when you know if you can, Talk if they're a bestie or not. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> What else is there to say? That's exactly it. <laughs> what is there to say? End of story. End of the story. But then we get Joan's verse, and she says, The itsy bitsy spider went and spun a web of lies. Uh, 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 uh. I don't play the nicest, but it ain't a fucking crime. True. I never learn my lesson, so I always do it twice. Also true. They say it's bad karma when you live a double life. She said, I never learn my lesson, so I always do it twice. Right there, that's camp. She says, you know what, like, I can do it once, but then I always have a second chance because I gotta make sure, I gotta double check. 
all the red flags. Like this song is a walking red flag for a relationship. Once you know this song and it's on, it's a whole different ball game, you know? It's a, a next level, best, the best stuff. So, I mean, and I don't even know how to move on from that one because it's Joan freaking Jet. You know how you move on? How? You got a mean, mean drummer face. drummer face. Just like. like <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're almost to the end, you guys, but we go back to another slow vibe here for track number 11, and she's got a song called Never Be Me. And this one kind of reminds me a little bit of like, hi, it reminds me a little bit of Angels Like You. We're back to this like slower vibe and we kind of end out the album on a slower vibe. What are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. Definitely closing out the album. Bad Karma was the last banger of the Plastic Hearts era and we really get into the calm leading us out of the album. And Never Be Me is a tough song for me to listen to because it really... It's a sad one. It's basically just saying all the things that Miley doesn't see in herself. What she wants to be, but just like knows deep down that like, that's just not who I am. Maybe at this present moment or ever. She says, I don't want to push you way too much. I don't want to lean that way too far. I don't want to ever learn the hard way. But if you're looking for stable, that'll never be me. If you're looking for faithful, That'll never be me. <laughs> if you're looking for someone to be all that you need, that'll never be me. Hard as I try, that'll never be me. I play with fire. That's fucking sad. Kind of intense. It is intense. I have to say. If you're looking for stable, that will never be me. This song's very self-aware. She's like putting her cards out on the table and laying it out for anyone that's ever going to be in a relationship with her again after... Her ex. So her saying, if you're looking for faithful, that would never be me. That's intense. That's very self-aware. It's sad. It's a lot of different emotions. And I know even for Miley, that must have been very hard to write. So I feel like we're getting a little peek in to her life with this song. I think this is a deep cut of songs. I don't know if this is one of her most popular songs or anything, but you heard the lyrics. Like It's really sad to me. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but it's just... I don't know. No, it is sad. And at the last part that I'll talk to you about a little bit, towards the end, she says, she gets a little more intense in the song and she says, can't get too close to the sun. Baby, you're the only one. Oh, I, I never lied to you, baby. You give me a reason to run from the fire because baby, you're the only one. Oh, I swear I'd never lie. And then she just goes back to the chorus again. So definitely is sad. And like, I don't know. This one is one that I don't listen to the most off of the entire album. What about you, Garrett? Do you listen to this one a lot? I don't listen to this one a lot at all. I put it into kind of, like you said, the angels like you, hi, never be me. Those are like the three songs that go together for this vibe of the album. I think it really does lead great into the closing track of the album Golden G-String, which I'm obsessed with this song, but I wanna hear all of your opinions first, Chloe. I mean, first of all, Golden G-String, like I just love the title, love yeah. everything about it. Golden G-String, I really think could be on Endless Summer Vacation, but she starts it off with, I woke up in Montecito, I was thinking about my life, and the questions made more questions staring out into the night. Yes, I've worn the golden G-string, put my hand into hellfire. I did it all to make you love me and to feel alive. Oh, that's just the world that we're living in. The old boys hold all the cards and they ain't playing gin. And you dare to call me crazy. Have you looked around this place? I should walk away. Oh, I should walk away. But I think I'll stay. Damn. <sighs> Yeah, I get it. I feel like it's she's just talking about living in America as a woman, honestly. Always having the lower end of the stick, having men above you telling you what to do. And I think it really taps in with this one verse where she says, There are layers to this body, primal sex and primal shame. They told me I should cover it, so I went the other way. And right there, a lot of people know Miley as being crazy, showing her body, doing whatever she wants. In reality... 
She just wanted to be herself and be able to do what she wants when she was being told what to do her whole entire life. And I think that's what she's really trying to say is like, I was controlled, manipulated. And by the end of it, she was like, if you tell me to go left, I'm going to go right. And whatever people were expecting and wanting from her, she didn't want to do it because she didn't want to be that person anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's meant to be a little cheeky, obviously, with like the golden G-string and everything, but... I just love it honestly like I think it's a really nice way to close out the album I think that it's like a nice soft gentle ending for the album because parts of the album are a little bit crazy so it gets me ready to just like you know gently sign off of that album and move on to the next one so overall I love it I think that this is one of her best albums out there I love every single song off of it honestly like this is one of those times where there's just not a single dud on the whole album it's just like a 10 out of 10 like banger exactly i love this album top to bottom not a single skip and before we exit off of the plastic hearts era chloe what are your top three songs from the album Ooh, um my top three songs are gonna have to be bad karma Midnight Sky and Hate Me. Nice. I have a pretty close top three as well. It's Bad Karma, Midnight Sky, High. I was even debating whether to pick Hate Me or High. I don't know. Or like, I also love What the Fuck Do I Know and Give Me What I Want. Those are like equal to me. Like, I love those ones equally as much. It's so good. Anyways. Literally any of them are iconic. And I know we have many artists that we haven't covered yet that we're still planning on covering, but we really just wanted to tap back into Miley because, like I said, the next couple episodes may or may not have something to do with Miss MC. So we are super excited to have finally covered Plastic Hearts because, like I said, this is one of the albums me and Chloe listen to every single time we are together. Like next time we're together, we will be listening to at least one of these songs one time. So it's- Oh, without fail. Without fail. Absolutely, yeah. Exactly, so it was a staple in our friendship and we had to share, so we hope you guys enjoyed. Yes, like Garrett said, we have lots and lots and lots of artists lined up to talk about, so stay tuned. Even if Miley's not your thing, we've got more coming. But if Miley is your thing, then like he said, you might like this week and next and the stuff that we've got coming up in the near future. But that is it for today, guys. So we hope that you enjoyed and we hope that you come and tune back in next Sunday. So keep listening. Keep loving it. We love you guys for listening. And you can find the pod on Spotify and Amazon Music. What else can they find us on, Garrett? And you can also find us on Instagram at EFBF Podcast, where we post all the behind the scenes content and let you guys know when we upload new content. Absolutely. And we love you. And if you haven't heard all the songs on this album yet, go and take a listen because you will not regret it. You surely will not. We love you guys and we'll see you next time. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Mm.